This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 382, May 13th, 2020. The high on this day occurred in 2007. When it was 92 degrees, you would have been swimming on that day, maybe. Kids would. They would have had the courage because that beach of theirs would have been kept free of weeds by our friends at Aquaside, keeping beaches free of weeds since 1956. And the low on this day was in 1953 when it reached 29 degrees. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Right now, at this minute, this very minute that I'm speaking to you right now, Right now, yeah. I got. I'm hungry. I'm going to have to make a run to Grunts because uh, I've seen the weather forecast. I need to grill some brats. I got to get up to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on the north end of Hugo <laughs> on Highway 61. Maybe if I beat Reavers there, I can even bring home a meatloaf or two. I'm out of meatloaf. Hamburger patties, sliders, brats, all in stock at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. You can't miss it. Uh, boys, you know how I feel today? How do you feel today, brah? Like I know less about COVID-19 than I did two months ago. Boy, I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah, I me feel too. feel the same way. And I, I was watching, uh, the Nine was carrying the MDH's most recent press conference about me, 30 minutes me, ago. Yeah, let and me, I, uh, oh boy, let, am I confused. Let me, uh, let me go right to that. Uh, Tom Hauser with uh, five eyewitness news is on top of that, and here is his information. The new University of Minnesota Department of Health COVID-19 model now projects potential for 29,000 deaths in Minnesota over the next 12 months with a range of 1,600 to 44,000. Well, not that I'm indicting Tom, but that makes 29,000 an ass statistic. If the range is 1,600 to 44,000 uh, and 1,700 deaths through end of May, uh, the state is currently at 638 deaths. All right, let me, let me continue with that thought. Uh, if the state anticipates 29,000 deaths before the end of the year, why in the hell would you open anything? Right. What... what I, I have a very good friend who's in the funeral business, and we've been discussing. Is this the one that checks your pulse every time you shake his hand? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. And then gets disappointed because I have such a nice pulse. <laughs> but the uh, the state is intending or uh, attempting to uh, get the legislative authority to buy a $7 million building that they're going to turn into a morgue. 
And my friend who's in the mortuary business is saying, we have capacity. About 122 people a day die in Minnesota. Uh, yesterday, we lost 24 souls to COVID. So that's uh, what? 146 people died in Minnesota yesterday. It's roughly 20%. Wow. wow. Uh, do you mean to tell me, and there's 87 counties, each of which has a, 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 a funeral home or two, I would imagine, maybe just one. But the, the state is telling the funeral directors you don't have the capacity to handle this? And my friend says, of course we do. Of course we do. And what's worse from his perspective is, is that it is, it is his understanding that should such a facility get up and running, it would not even necessarily be staffed with the kinds of people who had the training he has had. So, uh, there's been a slowdown. You know what else he told me? That 122-a-day figure, which doesn't count COVID, that's been declining in the state for uh, obvious reasons. of uh, Fewer drivers, uh, so yep. there's fewer accidents, uh, uh, fewer surgeries that, uh, God forbid, could go wrong. Crime has gone down uh, a little uh, bit. Crime. And nobody, so, so I don't even know what the average is right now, but it's less than 122. When you add to that 24 souls we lost yesterday, uh, that's been about the pace at which we've been losing Minnesotans, uh, however hideous that is. Uh, why would the state invest $7 million for a permanent solution to a problem we are supposed to believe is temporary? And not to mention a problem that currently doesn't exist. Yeah, you're exactly right. What? Why, why are the taxpayers going to be on the hook for seven? That's just to buy the building. God knows what it would take to... Uh, properly equip it, equip it to handle our lost people. Oh my God! And not to mention to staff it, refrigeration and, and what have you. I wonder if uh, the state is taking its cue from New York, where they've had such a, a an onslaught of death that they've had to uh, bury people in paupers' graves and bring in refrigerated trucks. And it, it could be that this the state's answer to this is that they don't want to have a situation that duplicates what's been happening in New York. But it's all based on the supposition that 29,000 more Minnesotans will die by the end of the year. I, I, I hope that's not the case. But we're going we're gonna to be introduced to new modeling today, which would suggest, suggest the old modeling was wrong. And at 6 o'clock, the governor is going to give a, a State of the State address on his new vision, uh, if you will, of what the lockdown will look like. Can I, uh, can I interrupt you right there? You may. You, uh, sorry, may, may I interrupt you? Mm -hmm. You just mentioned the modeling and how <clears throat> new modeling is going to come out because the old ones were wrong. Well, I, we all are, are in agreement that we were all on board to flatten the curve right away. we got to let the hospitals get ready. This is kind of a broken record, but it's worth repeating because we always have new listeners. We were all on board right away uh, two months ago, whenever that was. The models have been bleeping wrong every stretch of the way. Mm -hmm. And what is to say that the next bleeping model is going to be right? Because well, I'm getting pretty worked up about this. 
Hauser says in this, let me repeat what he discovered this morning. The new University of Minnesota, Minnesota Department of Health COVID-19 model now projects potential for 29,000 deaths in Minnesota over the next 12 months with a range of 1,600 to 44,000. In other words, over the next 12 months, the best the model can do is say, well, we could lose 1,600 people or as many as 44,000, which would suggest to me that all models are wrong, some are useful, this one doesn't even appear to be useful. So they, they split the difference and they come up with 29,000 deaths. All right, then he further texts, the model is based in part on cumulative deaths from COVID-19 in Minnesota through April 25th. So uh, uh, people are, are uh, applying new numbers to the modeling situation and coming up with a range of 1,600 deaths to 44,000 deaths by the end of the year. Uh, and, and, and this is the reason, apparently, uh, the state will commit itself uh, to building a facility to uh, uh, store the poor souls we're losing until they can be, I would imagine, what, released to family and buried with dignity and, and uh, people could mourn their loss and what have you. My mortuary friend, who's willing to go public one of these days, interesting cat, uh, he's saying... Based on what we're currently experiencing, there is no need to buy a $6.9 million warehouse. We've got plenty of capacity at my facilities, and in his industry, he knows uh, the other people who also have plenty of capacity. And I have a grandmother who is in a nursing home currently, and I'll be damned if she dies of whatever reason, I'm going to let them take her and haul her off to a warehouse. You Mm -hmm, kidding me? Mm -hmm. Not a chance. He's troubled by the development, as it may reveal a different motive for the state, he writes. I don't know what that is, but I'm looking into it, and I'll keep you informed. Yeah, we had a chat on the phone this morning, and neither of us, uh, even if we wanted to go dark in helicopter, black helicopter, I can't come up with a plausible... The only reason I can come up with for the state of Minnesota to commit themselves to an expenditure of your money to buy a $7 million warehouse which is such a disagreeable term when you consider that it will hold precious people the only reason i can think of is that they fear a a new york situation the only reason i can come up with i have no reason to believe they want to put funeral homes out of business i don't know why the state would want to get into the mortuary business so I, i i i suspect the state's reasons are not nefarious i suspect the state's reasons are not uh uh mischievous the state's reasons must be man uh, our new modeling says as many as 29,000 are going to go could be as many as 44,000 and if that's the case we can we can make the case that the funeral homes in the state would not have the capacity to handle these souls and so therefore we must be ready that's the only answer i can come up with oh my god i have uh i have something to share How would you compare the the Twin Cities metro area to that of Washington D.C. size what, size size wise, like a, a market size? Is it comparable? Uh, yeah, I would say we're okay. bigger. I would say we're bigger as as a market. From our friends <clears throat> at WTOP in Washington D.C., you ready? Mm-hmm. Washington D.C. Mayor Bowser has extended the stay at home order until June eighth. Mm-hmm. She says she has the right to revise that date if the data changes, but is wary of a rush to reopen. Quote, we know a second outbreak could be even worse, 
end quote. Mm-hmm. He's going to do it, isn't he? Oh, tonight at 6 o'clock? Yep. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm praying. Praying. But I heard, so I, I, I saw a guy on the news last night. I, by the way, I watched Channel 5 Eyewitness News last night at 10 o'clock. Did mm-hmm. anybody else by any chance? Like you normally do. Is it is it Matt Belanger? Yeah. Belanger. Yep. Uh, he's a KSTP, what, a midday anchor, I believe. He is. He started as a morning reporter, quickly moved to the desk, and now he does middays. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. he 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 got attacked on a light rail platform. Yeah. He did. He got randomly. injured. Yeah, randomly yeah. He got injured. Well, why wasn't that on the news? Unless I missed it. Uh, it was this morning. Oh, okay. Then maybe I missed it, but I didn't hear. Uh, I didn't hear them discussing it last night. Maybe what, they did. What time? Was, what time did the attack happen? Did they have time to to do a story nine, before the ten? Nine nine a.m. yesterday. Morning. Oh, yeah, okay. They had plenty okay. of time. Okay. And uh, they released a, they released a story on their website about it and uh, on Twitter and all, oh, all social okay. media. Right. How is yeah. Matt doing? Is he okay? Well, he's in recovery. He's at home. He had to go to the hospital. Uh, you know, I'm guessing a few stitches. He got hit in the head by either a giant rock or a chunk of cr- uh, concrete God. that some um, thug, some that. thug hit him with. Yes. Yeah, and he's a career criminal, the guy that did it. You know, they had him on video, so they picked him up later in the day. And, you know, he's probably already walking this. Yeah, well, I was going to say, if he's a but, career criminal, Minneapolis will let him go in about an hour and a half. Right. Where was I? I interrupted uh, myself. Governor Walls, stay at home. Uh, oh, oh, no, I was talking about the news. And uh, on the same newscast last night, I saw a fellow in Farmington who attends to reopen his physical fitness center. And he said, look, they just opened a candy store. Why? why? You could go to Costco. I'm going to limit it to three clients at a time. I'm going to sanitize. They're going to have their temperature taken. He's opening Monday, uh, whether he's allowed to or not. And I don't know how you can blame the guy. How do you blame them? I don't see why they just don't let the market sort itself out. People are going to decide whether or not they want to work out, whether or not they want to go to a candy store. Whether you know, uh, I'm already going to hardware stores and Home Depot and Menards. Today I went to Granger. Do you know what Granger is? It's a sure. tool and supply company. Yeah. It was actually kind of handy. I made a call to see if they had what I needed yesterday because I like to check stock before I make the drive. I ended up buying it online, ordering it. They gave me a confirmation number. I pulled into their parking lot, sat there. A guy came out within 15 seconds, took my confirmation number. Two minutes later, I was driving down the road. Didn't even get out of the truck. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Why not let the market sort itself out? Well, that's a good point because this fellow's gym in Farmington, if I'm a member, I don't have to go. No. That's no. up to me. Yeah. But he should have the right to try to make a living, and if we don't want to go, we don't want to go. I personally am that. not going to visit the big candy shop. Not that I wouldn't visit the big candy shop in the best of times. Nothing against the guy with the big candy shop, but that doesn't do a thing for me. I might make a trip down there this weekend. I love. Do that you store. think? Do you think the state is? Uh, dumbing it down to the lowest common denominator, and they're thinking about the people that refuse to don a mask, gloves, etc., and that's what they're protecting us from, those people? Mm. Because I'm still putting, uh, you know, I was in two shops this morning, had the mask and gloves on. Uh, I always do it. 
I had to go to the dentist this morning, and I'm sitting there. It's the first my first visit to this dentist, and uh, I had to fill out the forms, you know. And I'm sitting there, and in walks Lavelle E. Neal, no huh. mask, nothing. Lavelle, and, and, and he goes really, to the desk. yeah, Lavelle. He, he, he goes in, he says Lavelle. I said Lavelle. He turns around, Such, what are you doing? I said, Well, you know, I got my mask on. He doesn't. I'm I said, well, text I, him I, right now and shame him. I, I got, I got to get to the dentist, Lavelle. He says, yeah, I had a root canal here about a month ago, and I said, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. So he went to see a different dentist in that building, and I went to see a different one. But who would have thought that uh, COVID nineteen would have brought me and Lavelle E. Neal together in the right. dentist? Wait office. a minute. There's a building with more than one dentist office. Is the building called the Medical Arts Building? I've always no. wanted to go to a. Um, oh, 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 no. All right, never mind. When I was a kid, that was where you went, the Lowry Medical Arts Building. Yes. And doctors on every floor. Right. The Minnesota Department of Health reported 24 new deaths attributed to COVID-19 Wednesday. That brings the state's death toll to 638. A person under the age of 40 was among the 24 Minnesotans who died. 16 who died were residents of long-term care facilities. Residents of long-term care facilities now account for approximately 13.5% of Minnesota's positive COVID-19 cases, but more than 81% of deaths. Now, I'm just going to return to the opening topic in order to bring it to conclusion. There doesn't seem to be a reason other than the ones I gave you, that they fear an outbreak that we don't know anything about and maybe we'll learn more about tonight from the governor. But you've got this claim that Minnesota will uh, experience uh, a range of 1,600 to 44,000 deaths and 1,700 deaths through the end of May. Uh I, I, I hope that's not true. Uh, if it is, and we continue to stay sheltered, I wonder what impact the second wave would have on the human body. Maybe it be maybe it comes back as a more virulent uh, form of this virus. But I'm out over my skis on this topic. So uh, I'm I'm to repeat, I'm more confused now than I was two months ago. Kenny, are you comfortable yeah. sharing your story, or do you okay, not want to do so- that? Okay, so. Last fall, uh, end of October, something happened to me um, physically. It felt like, have you ever worked really hard on the weekend and then you feel the pain on Monday and oh, Tuesday, oh your yeah. whole body aches? Yeah. Sure. That's how it felt the weekend before deer hunting. By by deer hunting, I could barely move and barely even function. I think of the week and a half or the week uh, season, I, I hunted two days, didn't get a deer, blah, blah, blah. And it only got worse from there really stiff, really sore, in a lot of pain, a lot of gastrointestinal issues. How do I say that word? Anyway, gastrointestinal. Headaches, uh, the whole deal. And it was only happening at, at in the evening. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be fine. But by three o'clock, I was junk. Went to the doctor, had tons of tests. You guys remember, I was in the doctor yeah. Yeah. T- twice a week for a month. Gave me a whole bunch of medicine. The, the medicine didn't help at all. And then by the end of January, February, it started getting better. I stopped taking the medicine that they thought was for polyrheumatica, myalgia, something. Um, and, and now I feel fine. But so 
I started searching this morning for those symptoms, and I couldn't believe it. I found my symptoms on MedMD, mm-hmm. and I never even considered that what I had could be related to COVID, and I still am not sure that it was the COVID because it wasn't in the United States then, was it? Well, we don't or know. I was told, it? I told you guys about my my wife's brother who lives in Idaho and went into the hospital in January with what he thought was a stroke. He's my age. And they couldn't find a damn thing wrong with him. And he's later had a test, and it was COVID. Wow. So, Kenny, would be what, what would be interesting for you is to go get an antibody test and see if you had COVID. I'm going to look at, they gave me a specialist, um, so I'm going to look him up and call him and see. Yeah, number one, can they save or read old blood tests or do I have to have another blood test? Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to talk to him about it. Yeah. Well, again, I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you could go get a blood test today and it would tell you if you had the antibodies to COVID-19. I could be completely wrong about yeah, that. We're in I medical corner yeah, right now. I have no idea. <laughs> But the- I don't know, and I'm not convinced that was it, but uh, I, I was a little bit shocked this morning when I started checking. But back to your original point, Joe, about the modeling and Governor Walls at 6 o'clock. Honestly, the, the, the feeling that I continue to get is, do you want to know what this has really become? It's become one giant... Uh, we don't know that. To me. Yep. That's what it has become. Let's review. Here we go. GLers are not in doubt... That there's a virus loose on the land. Correct. Yep. GLers are not in doubt that it's particularly devastating to people in long-term care facilities. Yep. GLers are not in doubt that many, if not all, of the initial admonishments were wise counsel. And many of them continue to be wise counsel today. Wash your hands. Uh, judge the uh, environment you're in in terms of its crowded uh, situation, Uh, wear a mask when you go into a store. Uh, Other than that is where the we don't know that comes in. I don't know what the future holds. The future's been based on modeling. The modeling keeps changing. The numbers keep changing. And, And today the numbers for Minnesota changed in the most significantly uh, downward spiral that we could imagine. And if, if in fact, 44,000 deaths, which is the high number predicted by the end of the year, 44,000 deaths, uh, we have yet to see the carnage. The, the children and grandchildren of those we've lost in care facilities have seen the carnage, but the vast percentage of the Minnesota population has not seen any carnage. Very little. But now you're telling me that by the end of the year there could be 44,000 of us who die? I guess what we need to have Walsh explain to us is why he's trusting this model. Why is this model right. better than the one you're discarding? Right. And, you know, and GLers really know this well, we're, we're in the world of math and statistics where I don't belong. I just don't belong there. My mind is, I'm either more left-brained or right-brained, whatever side is not the math part. Whatever side is not the math part, I'm heavy on that part. 
I'm good at that part. Right. Whatever side the math part is, I ain't good at that part. No, you got to leave that to the experts. I got to go elsewhere. <laughs> well established. Yeah. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, and I, uh, I apologize if this, in fact, is the case, although I don't know that I singled Walls out specifically. Uh, I got Wes from Lonsdale who wrote, not sure you are aware that Governor Walls and his cabinets took a 10% pay cut in April. Uh, you will have to Google it. I just sent a screenshot, and uh, that happens to be the case, apparently. So uh, thank you, Governor, and your cabinet for, for doing that. I, I think uh, without without further piling on, I continue to think that was the least you could have done. And and uh, I think all, the, all of the public class should not be getting raises right now. And I, I don't know why it is that uh, the public class should be protected or uh, – uh, prevented from sharing the same sacrifices all the other Americans have to face. But it rests my case that they exist in a parallel universe when it comes to the behavior of normal Americans. And that includes the Congress and the Senate. What a joke. (laughs) So, where are we? We don't know more than we did two months ago. And you know what? what? What do you think will happen? I've been thinking about this about the last 24 hours. What do you think is going to happen after 6 o'clock if he decides to go into June 8th or end of May or whatever? I, I, I think there's going to be a significant amount of backlash. I really, really do. Well, it would certainly would not surprise me. I mean, we've, already had pro, me. we've already had protests, but I think that there's going to be significant backlash. Let's just stick with pants, which we can all understand. He sure as hell better allow the little guy on Main Street with a clothing store to open. Because for two months, people have been buying their pants at Costco and Target. Mm-hmm. Well, that guy could have kept people safe. He's losing his, he's losing his business. There are bars in Alb- Albany, Minnesota, that are going to open Monday. I was reading about that. They can't, yep. they can't go any farther. They, they're at the end of their rope. The people we Reavers represent there are, are sometimes uh, struggling uh, for example, business at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake is, you know, it's about 90% different, about 90% closed. But they're figuring out a way. You can call them after viewing the website, and you can buy a Bentelli e-bike over the phone. They'll deliver it to your house. That's the same with motorcycles, ATVs, side-by-sides, you name it. The scooters, the little gas scooters that turn errands into adventures. They can finish all the paperwork at your house when they deliver the product, and they're going to offer GLers preseason sale prices while in lockdown and free delivery in the Twin Cities area. This is EcoFund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. You can call and make an appointment, or you can do it all over the phone because you can find out the inventory and the pricing on the website, ecofundmotorsports.com. And if you do go there, they got the handy wipes and the whole deal. <laughs> you know, wear your mask if you have to. It's, that's not unwise counsel. And uh, they'll deliver. If you do it over the phone, they'll take care of you. They'll deliver it all to your house for free, and you can complete the paperwork there, uh, creating your own inventive social distancing. EcoFunMotorsports.com. We'll uh, we'll be back shortly. Here's a man with a fact-based show, but all his listeners tell him how wrong he is. 
Well, thanks a lot, Bill. <laughs> Wait, that was from uh, that was from Josh Olson. That's fantastic. Boy, ain't that true? Oh my goodness. Oh, hi, GLers. Hi, coffee drinkers. I am your leader, the permanently caffeinated and always cheerful Kenny Olson. And uh, let's talk uh, we about don't the coffee. Know that. <laughs> let's talk about the coffeegrounds.com over in Eau Claire. Now, please wait a second. Please tell me you're not one of the hoopleheads that I've been seeing waiting in these 20 car queues at the highfalutin coffee joints around town. Please stop that nonsense. Don't do that. Log on to the coffeegrounds.com. Now, you know they've made adjustments to their operation, and you know they have it all over at the coffee grounds, a restaurant, liquor, beer, cigars, the best caramel corn you'll ever taste. Oh, hey, by the way, Mayor Souchere actually ordered cigars from the coffeegrounds.com and worked out pretty well. A-OK for old Joe. Anyway, do, do the simple and easy thing. Head to the coffeegrounds.com. Click on coffee, check out a wide variety of blends. You've got all the GL blends and all the other usual blends that Eric and Julie have spent over 23 years sourcing, uh, meaning they only roast the best of the best. You know the best part about ordering from the privacy of your home? Little secret here. Pants are optional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you do find yourself in the Eau Claire area and you are wearing pants, even sweatpants are fine, swing into the coffee grounds. They're located a half a mile north of 94 on South Town Drive. Say hey uh, to Eric and Julie for us and tell them GL sent you. 127. Okay. Uh, I got about about, about a 20 minutes. Sir. He busted no. off the stopwatch. Huh? I did. I did. I started at 15 seconds late, too. <laughs> It was 127. Hail the fireworks commissioner. Hail you. Hail you. Joe, yesterday you lamented that the 50 states were figuring out how to open themselves willy-nilly. Well, isn't that how it should be? New York isn't Hawaii, which isn't Texas, and so on. The whole point of having a federal republic was so there wouldn't be a central control to the grand experiment. Some states will thrive. Others may falter. North Dakota has opened their restaurants and bars to limited occupancy. So far, it seems to be working. In six months to a year, we'll see what has worked and what hasn't. It will be the ultimate learning experience. Keep pushing back, Alan Fram in Moundsview. I guess I can't take any umbrage with that, can no, I? No, not at all. Uh, and I want to uh, I want to address Sarah, uh, Sarah in Brooklyn Park, who writes, "Hail the flashlight king." Hail you, you boy. There's just not a lot of enthusiasm there, Joe. I want to offer a thought about your response to the emails you mentioned regarding the pandemic documentary. I was one of those people that sent this short doc to you, just asking for your thoughts and impression. I was hoping you would bring it up on the podcast, as I respect you and the other boys and love when you discuss things and break them down. I learn daily while listening to your side of issues, along with the newspapers and local and mainstream media, CNN, Fox, etc., and then I sort it all out as best I can before I come up with my own opinions and thoughts. It seemed to me that you were irritated by all of us that sent this to you and assumed that we all had adopted an agenda. I am surprised that you would assume this. Respectfully, Sarah uh, in Brooklyn Park. No, Sarah, uh, I I didn't assume, for example, that you had adopted an agenda. Uh, It just became convenient yesterday to use that uh, that documentary as an example of how America has lost faith in institutions and replaced it with adherence to agendas. And I think the people who watch Plandemic and believe it, I'm not suggesting you did, Sarah, the people who watch it and believe it, uh, they've, they've surrendered any faith in institutions and they're clinging only to agendas. 
and that was an agenda that would uh, uh, have brought the country back into play as soon as possible, and uh, but under false circumstances. Uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't automatically assume that every time somebody sends me a crackpot documentary or video that they are crackpots. That's not that's not my assumption. No, it's, not at all. It's not my assumption unless uh, we do it. Yeah, if you do it, then I know it's a- <laughs> right. But there were too many holes in that, for example, to have uh, placed any credence in it. Way too many holes in it. Joe, it's been a while since you watched Blazing Saddles. There's a lot of wisdom in there. Fight for your business. And what to do if you have to register to go to church? Just say your last name is Johnson. In Minnesota, half the people at church are Johnson anyway. Here is nope. a short video on YouTube as a reminder. He sent me a bit from, uh, this is Sam Hill in Nova Scotia. He sent me that as a reminder that there's a lot of wisdom in. Uh, uh, do you have a drum roll ready? A drum shot? Sure. Yeah, what do you do. call it? Rim yeah. shot? Rim shot. JC in Stone Lake, Wisconsin. So the CP yells downstairs and asks if I ever get a shooting pain across my body, hmm. like someone gets a voodoo doll of me and they're stabbing it. <laughs> Sounding a little concerned, I replied, no. Then she responded, "How about now? Keeping my <laughs> <laughs> wow. How about now? Keeping my distance and hope you all are too." JC in Stone Lake, Wisconsin. That's a beauty. Wow. Hey, honey, you ever get a stabbing pain? No. No. How about now? <laughs> wow. Uh, I have to laugh. Here's the story on the state planning to buy the facility. As the death toll from COVID-19 continues to rise, Minnesota is preparing for the worst. The state is ready to spend seven mil on a warehouse facility. Uh, I understand a conversation about human remains is sensitive, said Senator Scott Johnson, Republican Chaska. But we make mistakes as policymakers when we start spending millions of dollars in an effort to prepare for a problem that very likely will not happen. State leaders say the number of COVID-19 deaths could climb, putting a stress on funeral homes, morgues, and families. Yes, that's true, but that's where my guy says, we're fine. We have capacity. We believe we owe our loved ones, our neighbors, our friends, as well as their families to be able to handle that appropriately. So that's what the $6.9 million is for. Minnesota Emergency Management Director Joe Kelly said. But Jensen said all the variables have not been discussed. When you start looking at a mass storage facility, I don't think we have any expertise in making certain that we don't have transmissibility uh, issues with the viral, bacterial, and potentially even fungal and spore transmissions from one area of such a facility to another, Jensen said. State Senator Rich Drawheim, Republican Madison Lake, said alternatives could be more feasible, including looking further into refrigerated trucks that would be mobile. I don't think we need to buy a building, and I didn't think the death rate was there, Denheim said. So we'll continue to follow that story because we have a source now uh, in the business. and uh, On the inside. I'm, I'm perfectly willing to follow that fellow's lead. Mayor, I'm letting Insiders you know. Insiders say. Mm-hmm. Jeff from Brooklyn Park writes, I'm letting you know way ahead of time that there will be another space station sighting at 9.25 p.m. on Sunday, May 17th. If the weather is right, it should be a nice and bright sighting. I'm going to save this. 
and remind myself to, <laughs> yeah, to look at the don't, sky. Don't bother. You don't think I'll make it, Ken? No. no. Remember last week you were going to take a gander at the moon? That never happened. Oh yeah, I did. I saw it. Wait, this uh-huh. is going to be uh, this is going to be Sunday night. Sunday night. Yeah, oh got, no, I'm here. You got. You were going to get the telescope out. <laughs> if I remember look at right, that black you were spot going, up there. You were going to take a picture for us as proof that you were looking at the moon. That picture never happened. Remember the picture I sent you guys a few years ago from oh, Florida? God, that was the I best. I captured it perfectly, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Sun going down? No, no, no. This Complete was... Complete uh, darkness. This was a... Uh, I believe you were oh. trying to take a picture of... Was it the stars? I, I forget what it was. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was as if he was in the closet in his hotel room. Yeah. That's basically what it was with the lights off. Well, hey, I'm not... Boys, you know that. what? I'm not so convinced these cell phones are all they're cracked up to be for the photographer. It's totally the phone's fault. <laughs> It's not uh, my fault. Absolutely. But I tell you what, I felt phone. honored that you thought of us at that time. That oh, made yeah. me feel good. Oh, God. It's yes. got me, it got me to thinking when uh, I was in the hospital after, I don't know, heart attack one or two, <laughs> you, sent me a, uh, you sent me a video of the sun plopping into the ocean. And it was a remarkable, remarkable video. And uh, it's got me thinking late, uh, lately. You didn't shoot that video, did you? you yeah, you I did. Nabbed that off the, you nabbed it off the internet, didn't you? No, that was the sun setting in Sanibel. Yeah, yeah I, I got that one. It was a video. I got that perfect. one. Hey, I wonder if it means anything if you're visited by a blue jay. I'm being visited right now by a blue jay. Boy, did we get some emails, Kenny, on the Cardinal. Uh, you got a 410, your- Andy? <laughs> No, I love this. This is amazing. I'm oh. seeing some great oh. birds. Look at this guy. The One of the girls has a piece of string hung from a tree that she turned into a swing set for one of the Barbie dolls sure. that she takes out there. Yeah. And the Blue Jay's yeah. playing with the string. Oh, isn't that oh. cute? He's trying to think, maybe I should have this for my nest. But is it tied? Yeah. There's no. Yeah, way. it's tied around a branch oh, of a see, tree. Well, the Blue Jay ain't going nowhere with that string. Oh, no, but he's working at it. Hmm. He's still working at it. You see a lot of Blue Jays? This is Such, I don't take a take a video right now. Get out the phone, take a video, post it on Twitter. I'd have Let's to go outside. Well the, oh, oh, okay. Oh. I don't want to. I don't want to go outside. Yeah, you're doing the show. Well, I'm I'm in lockdown. I, I can't. Uh, <laughs> How's that I going? Go by the way, the- I wish I was. You know what I would have preferred if I was in lockdown on my lake home, which I don't currently own, because I'd uh, I'd go down there and look at the amazing rippled sand that I could see clearly through mm. gin-colored water mm. because Aquaside had paid me a visit and kept that beachfront free of weeds and unknown, unknown vegetation. Aquaside products are easy to use. They work right away. Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are safe for you, the fish, the blue jays, the family, you name it. Don't let weeds overtake your pond this summer. You don't have to. You can call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem. Make sure your place looks great all summer long, and that way the kids won't bug you. You can sit there and have the cocktail and watch them swim on the, on the, on the side of the dock that's, that's weed-free. Don't let weeds overtake it. You don't have to. Call them at 1-800-328-9350. 1-800-328-9350, or go to Aquaside.com. Check out those Aquaside pellets, the top seller at Aquaside. They work right away, and they're as classic as a Chris Craft boat. Aquaside uh, is the answer to keeping your uh, beach uh, free of weeds this summer. Do you know what's uh, a secondary result of COVID? Maybe a, maybe a primary result. Uh, huh. No traffic? 
we're starting to really see that we're getting overtaken by the animal world. Oh, <laughs> did you see that? Are, are you going to bring up the video in San Jose? Of the goats? Yes. The goats are taking over a town in <laughs> I California. Could, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> 200 goats took over a California neighborhood. They escaped. Kenny, have you seen this video? I have not. Oh, you. Need they to invaded st- an East San Jose neighborhood last evening after <laughs> one of them somehow tapped on an electric fence while munching on flowers. <laughs> then wow. the boards on the fence broke, setting the goats loose, said resident Terry Rollins. Uh, when I got back from the store, all the goats had broken through the fence and were wreaking havoc on the street. <laughs> this is the craziest thing to happen all quarantine, he said. The goats were rounded up quickly but munched on neighbors' potted plants during their jailbreak and left behind a trail of goat droppings. Terry Rollins told KNTV the hill behind his home caught on fire about 15 years ago, and since then, goats are used a few times each year to eat their way through the brush. And then here's a video of the... uh, Kenny, I just retweeted it. You have to check it out because they're... They're literally wandering through the neighborhood, making a right, making a left, and they're doing it together. They're all in unison. So I'm picturing Joe oh. when he when he stepped on Look the electrical fence. And oh my goodness! And he said, "Run for your life!" He said, "Hey boys, we're free. We're going. <laughs> Let's go here." There's about a well, hundred of them. Yeah. Holy cow! Right here in Champlain, Minnesota, authorities are asking for help finding a missing pet lizard. According to police, the Asian water monitor lizard is three feet long and is a good climber. And it may become aggressive if backed into Uh, a corner. So you're supposed to call the... Sure, let the poor coppers handle the lizard. Uh, Champlain police said, we are told it's three feet long and good at climbing and it may become aggressive. A brief Wikipedia search has informed us that it most likely uh, uh, likes to eat rodents and crocodile eggs. Well, we're not going to get those around here. So as long as you don't have those things, you should be good. However, if you see it, please give us a call. Our community service officer has studied and trained diligently for years for this exact situation. And he is ready to take this creature safely into custody. Stop right there. Stop. The press. Hold on. Hold Check on. Check it out now. In Champlin. Here we go. They got a guy <laughs> who has studied <laughs> and trained diligently yep. to take down an Asian water monitor lizard. Everyone's got to have a hobby, bro. What the hell did that cost the taxpayers? <laughs> they got a lizard expert. <laughs> well, wait a minute. That's not his only gig. Oh, it? no, it's his only job. He's a li- They well, got a lizard guy. Listen they to have you a yell. lizard guy. Wait a minute. You've got to be outraged because you're yelling. You know what that means. Do you think the lizard department has a chief equity officer? Hell yes. Oh, yeah. we got to have an equity officer from the oh. lizard department. Oh, look at this. Such. Huh. I'm change the subject on you. Oh. So, uh, I'm, <laughs> well, I wasn't I'm on, done with the animals. So. <laughs> yeah, no, the animals, that thing isn't, that's a dead topic. It's not going anywhere. Oh, by the way, did you see the bear roaming the twins? Oh, cities? yeah. Uh, Kenny uh, was in my animal report. Uh, it was a bear well, get update. Get to it. Get well, to it. But then we're going to beat up. I wasn't done with the uh, lizard. I wasn't done with the uh, lizard. Well, well hurry it's up. It's a guy and wrap with a lizard. <laughs> so we can uh, beat up on Reavers here. Our community <laughs> service officer has studied and trained diligently for years. For years. Years. For this exact situation. <laughs> and he's ready to take the. They got a lizard expert in Champlain. Well, a lizard would guy. Would he be like Monty? Yes. Okay. What if it's two dogs? Oh, it could be. Oh, sure. Bear caught walking on freeway in Coon Rapids. Yeah. A, a bear was caught illegally jaywalking. Stop the press. Here we go. 
You think the bear knew that it was illegal for him to jaywalk? Can you imagine the trooper giving him a ticket? Hey, buddy. Uh, what a scoff law. <laughs> hey, Yogi, come here. I got a little ticket for you. And wait a minute. Uh, if, if this was on the freeway, is there a legal way to cross it? It was on the shoulder of Highway 10 near where it meets Highway 610 in Coon Rapids yesterday. A city truck was tracking the bear's movements. The COVID-19 pandemic is causing fewer people to be out and about, which in turn is leading more wild animals into populated areas. It is unknown if the bear was cited for its offense. <laughs> that's that's clever. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, has All right, now what you were trying to interrupt me has for any, a half hour? What do you want now? Has anybody shot it? Because that's what usually happens to a bear when it accidentally wanders into the metro. So many people chase it around with cameras that it becomes uh, freaked out, yep. and yeah, and they eventually have to put it down. Anyway, so uh, when you were going on and on and on about whatever the hell you were going on about, I uh, animals. Yeah, I went to uh, Reavers uh, his Twitter account. Um. And I found this video here, and this must be the video. Jason Matheson brought this up uh, this morning on the oh, Jason and really? Alexis show. Nice. And um, Such, yeah. he shot a video last night that has 7,325 views, 382 likes, 86 retweets, and 32 comments. And I got to say, out of those 7,325 views, yep. Such and I ain't one of them. <laughs> no. I didn't know that you did this. I didn't know that you did this. What are you saying here, Reavers? So, Can you play it for us? I, I, Can you bring it yeah, up? Yeah, thank you for bringing it up. I appreciate that. So last night, oh. um, uh, I got home from work, I don't know, 6, whatever the heck it was. Took the long way, huh? Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Left at 3, got right. home at 6. <laughs> so when I got home, uh, the, the wife and I, we've been putting off telling the boys that baseball's canceled because I knew it was going to just crush them. And so we've been putting it off and putting it off. But he finally, my oldest, finally asked, you know, when he was going to get to start playing with his friends again. And so I had to tell him, and he was just devastated. And so, so then I, and then he asked, well, does, do we still get to go to Laker games? Meaning the, my team, the Fairwell Lakers. And I said, well, buddy, I don't know if we're going to be playing either. So then he got even more sad to which then I said, you know what? Let's shoot a little video. And so I just simply wrote, Dear Governor Walls, we did the right thing early. My wife is a nurse at Park Nicollet. They agree. We're ready to open up. The small businesses and restaurants need us more than ever. Also, please let us play baseball this summer. We beg you. And I tagged the Minnesota Baseball Association. But it's 40 seconds. And just here, here's what it was last night. And it's me yeah, and my serious. son sitting on the stairs in my uh, at my house. Hey, Governor Walls. This is uh, Chris Reavers, and I have been a lifelong member of the Fairwell baseball community. And all across the state, hey. baseball seasons have been canceled. And uh, doesn't sound I like that's you. Wrong. No, I'm, yeah. I know we were trying to be proactive with what we were doing. That's false. It's time to open yes, it up. It is, you're right. Sorry. And I wouldn't be the man that I am today without baseball. And yeah, I'm worried about have. that next kid that's going to miss out on that next generation of baseball. So I'm imploring you and I'm begging you and I'm asking you to please do the right thing and open up baseball in the state of Minnesota. Thank you. And I cannot believe how much it took off. I, I and again, I'm being 100% honest. I was dead sober. I did not have a drop of alcohol in my system. Well, uh, I, I, I found it less interesting than I imagined because I thought we were, <laughs> no, I thought we were going to hear from the kids. 
Well, he, I asked William if he wanted to say something, and he was not. He didn't want to do it. He was too uncomfortable. What What does the sign say that he's holding up in the background? Well, God bless him. He's the greatest kid ever. He's such a sweet kid. So he wrote, "Please let us play baseball." And he and the A in baseball was was an actual, you know, an actual baseball with the stitches, and you you couldn't see it from. The, from do you have? Uh, from the do you, video. Can you go on Twitter and find Frank Caliendo? Sure. Uh, uh, it's George W. Bush working on impressions of his successors oh, before bed. Oh, no. It's Frank doing, uh, trying to do Barack Obama and Donald Trump while in quarantine. Is that recently? Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing it in my, uh, when I go to my, uh, okay. what's, the, what's the thing with the little bell? The little bell <laughs> symbol. Good Lord. Go to the bell. Go to the bell symbol and you can find it. Because I, I love Frank, but when you go to his account, because he gets so much activity, it's hard to find a specific video well, on his. You know, uh, Chris, let me if see if there's mind. volume here. Quiet. Yeah, that's not good enough. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. I wish, wish you could find it. Uh, and Reavers, if you don't mind, if you could reshoot that video without the backwards baseball hat, that'd be that'd be awesome. Do you know why I had to do it? Because when I was wearing it forwards, you could see my really disgusting blonde hair, and then you also couldn't see my face. So that's the only reason well, that, I did that's it. That's not such a bad thing. Rookie yeah. or rookie. Reavers, does it help you that, that this is something that was retweeted by a Jay Steiner? S-T-E-I-N-E-R. Does that help you find it? Uh, probably. I, I'm looking through it here. I, I'll, I'll be able to find it in a second. Oh, here Let's we go. Take- nope, nope, nope. I got it. I got All it. Right. I got All it. Right. See? I don't know if it's any good. I want to hear it. Yeah, well, it's only 30 seconds long. Yeah. When you're working on your impressions, you just got to, you know, you got to get the face first. I do a pretty good Donald Trump. You got to do, do the lips. <laughs> and then you say stuff like, that's tremendous. That's very, very good. You're doing a fantastic job. A very, very good job. Or uh, Barack Obama. <clears throat> uh, let me be clear. This is uh, what we're going to talk about. That one has some hand gestures, so you see some shadows in there. All right, I'm going to get some sleep. Nanu, nanu. God, he's so funny. <laughs> oh, his W is wonderful. I, the, the, the rookie, so what was it, the Morgan, the Morgan off, yeah. or what did we call it? Something uh, like the Morgan Freeman off. The dueling Morgans was, yeah. uh, boy, that was a, that was a yeah. moment, wasn't You're it? You're doing somebody, Rook. We just don't we just know who. just don't know who. Yeah. And Rookie was so proud of himself. And here yeah. he is. Here's the master. Can you play that for us? Here's the master in the studio is Frank Caliendo. When oh. he comes to town, he used to hang out with us. He comes yeah. in the studio, and, and Rook, says, Rook is just rubbing his hands together in anticipation because it's gonna the, blow him away. the Pope is in the room. And and Rookie says, watch this, man. I'm going to get him with my Morgan Freeman. I do the best Morgan Freeman that you've ever heard. And Franco, is that, is that right? Yeah, is that right? I've been, I've been doing that for a few years, Rook. And, and, uh, and then Rook just gets the you-know-what beat out of him. And it was truly, truly hilarious. All right, so here's the deal. It's yeah. cut up into two different segments. I did find it, but yep. the first one is about six and a half minutes long, and the oh, second one is, is ten minutes long. Well, because he was in studio what? for well, an entire can, half hour. Well, go six and a half minutes, and we'll cut it off when we have to. But I don't know if it starts with that is the only well, problem. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. 
this won't last more than a minute, right. I promise you. I'm a bad waiter. Well, there was the bumper music, which we can't it play. It starts with an earthquake, foreign place. You're now an ESPN guy. Yeah, right? How about how crazy is that? What, are you going to be on weekends? Uh, doing some uh, Sundays on the Sunday show of yeah. football with Chris Berman. Uh, and the and the crew, you know, it's I love watching them at the beginning of the show because they have the three hour pregame show, so it's always tough to get Berman trying to get everybody else right. going. <laughs> right, he always starts as like, "We have a great show. This is going to be a fantastic show." And guess what? Who's coming up? CC, what do you got for me? Hey, boom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, how about you, uh, Keisha Johnson? What do you got? Hey, boom. Uh, <laughs> How about uh, what's going on over here? How about you, Tommy Jackson? You yeah. can say me. Hey, boom. Uh, <laughs> Coach Ditka, what do you got for us? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah. That's a segment. Later. We'll be back. We got we got some other stuff to take care of. And we'll it's take, three we'll hours. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, Mike, Mike made you get up in the morning a couple of times. Oh, yeah. That's always fun. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the reasons I'm over there at ESPN for all these years. I've done stuff with them. And I, I started working in the last year. I started working on a lot of impressions I, from the ESPN family. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there were different, you know, different. There's radio guys, of course. I don't know. Do you guys carry Colin Cowherd here? We did. You did? Yeah. We no longer do. One anymore. of the things that Colin does is he always affirms everything he says. So yes. he, like, agrees with himself. Right. So they'll be like, uh, <laughs> NBA players are freaks. They are. They just are. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in the NFL? Tim Tebow. Can throw the football. I get it. It just doesn't go anywhere near anyone else. It doesn't. It just doesn't. He does reaffirm himself. Where he? is that? I don't know. Do you know? No, I don't. Who am I? I'm me. I'm just me. I told him that. He's like, my wife says the same thing. She does. <laughs> Then there's guys like Herm Edwards. You know, crazy people. We have Herm on here. Oh, Herm's we the best. Yeah. We love Herm. So much fun because Herm is, you know, he's got energy. I don't think Herm's crazy. Maybe a little crazy. <laughs> right. But crazy, crazy people have multiple voices that all argue, right? Herm has three voices, and they all agree with each other. <laughs> like, what, like Herm, what do you think of Tim Tebow? Oh, Tim Tebow's a good football player. Good football player. Good football player. Can't play quarterback. Oh, no. Can't play quarterback. Can't play quarterback. <laughs> You imagine being married to Herm Edwards? No. You lose that argument three times. You do. You just do. He's on the uh, he's on the broke that ESPN okay. For Pause it. Okay. Okay. Now keep in mind that all this time, rookie quite literally he's is scheming. Yes. He's panting. He can't wait to show off his Morgan Freeman. Why don't we take a break, Reeves, so you can find that part. Yeah, uh, rather than play the whole twenty six minutes or whatever. I tell you what, you can find it. You can do it. You find it yet? <laughs> Hurry up! Find it. You done? Do you it done now. Yet? Do oh, it right get now. It ready? Uh, Is it ready? Uh, you find, find it. We'll come back. Take, music too. Take a break and we'll yeah, come back. I get, tell you get what, get some new bumper music. You find it. You come back when we find Boy, it. Boy, you know I uh, you got it yet? I love this new philosophy, and because what you just did, you now got me frozen into a screen in which now I can't get. Anything to work. Okay, let's take a break Hold and on. you'll sort it out. I have faith. You do. I have faith in institutions. You do. You. Okay. As you. So here's what I'll do first. Well, how about a break? I'd like to tell you about our friends 
at 30 Bales Restaurant Why in not? downtown Hopkins. Why not? Todd and Tom are the longtime owners of that establishment, and they always do want me to tell all of the GLers that frequent that establishment that they greatly appreciate your support. They are still open for takeout every Tuesday through Sunday, starting at 3 o'clock p.m., earlier on Fridays and Saturdays. But check out their menu and all of the menu items. They they do rotate daily. I went and got pickup over the weekend, and yes, I did order the <clears throat> family-sized tachos for myself on Saturday. And I'm not oh. ashamed to admit it, by the way. a boy, plumpy. 30bales.com is the website. Check out their entire menu. You can do curbside pickup. You can also have it delivered through Grubhub. It's really easy to do, and uh, we thank them for their continued support in what has been difficult times for the restaurant industry. But please check out their menu, 30bales.com, and make sure you let them know that the GL Podcast sent you. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. All right, Such is timing me, so I have to keep this toot sweet and talk really fast. Uh, big up to all you GLers for uh, shopping for your firearms, ammunition, and accessory needs at DKMags.com. And thank you for sending the podcast, the emails relating your experiences there. I'm really happy that everybody's learning the same thing I learned when I started shopping at DK uh, all those years ago. But let's be honest, none of us can stop ourselves from shopping around or stopping into random gun shops. We all do it. Uh, But for me, I always take what I've learned elsewhere and bring it to DK Mags and see what they say and see what they can do for me. And they always end up closing the deal. And according to the emails I've been receiving, they've been doing it for you too. Thank you, GLers. Oh, I have 15 seconds left. Uh, If you're uh, an LEO or in the military or a veteran thereof, you earn another 5% discount, as it should be. God bless America, and God bless DKMags.com for recognizing what's up with our vets. And if you're thinking about getting back into the shooting sports, do it. Uh, go ahead, stop into DK Mags in New Brighton and Monticello Pond and Gun. They'll point you in the right direction. couple of tremendous gun shops for GLers, run by GLers. Check them out, DKMags.com, 117. All right. You made me work on this for about 38 minutes. Right. Here you go. And an Ace Hardware Anvil came dropping down on me. <laughs> Were you just going to do a little shaggy? Uh, not not in not in front of you because you're the king. No, no, no. Let's no, hear the Morgan. No. I want to hear the Morgan Let's Freeman. See, here's his the moment. Morgan Freeman. Okay. Here's his moment. Hello, Mister Kelly. And this is Morgan Freeman. I was incarcerated in, Sha- in Shawshank Prison for many years, so and then I finally was out out on the parole. And I escaped to Zewatanejo. How about that? <laughs> well, I'd have to say that was pretty decent. Oh my I God! I think that I could do a little bit better. <laughs> I could do too. Wow. Holy mackerel! Damn Rook! It. Damn it! Let me try it again. <laughs> That's why Frank Caliendo and six of his friends were on their way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, there's they, a new wrinkle here. That's where they found happiness. <laughs> okay, well, so what he's doing, I'm doing the Morgan Freeman from Shawshank. He's doing the Morgan Freeman visa ad. No, so there's, no, a, there's, there's a, a timber difference. There's a timber yes. difference. Well, there's a little bit in there, Sonny. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is right now, but I do know that this voice is something that I've worked on extensively. Now, doesn't, uh, doesn't Morgan smoke a little weed? I wonder what he sounds like after he's been on the bong for a while. Uh, Yes. 
decided to take on the universe. Rook, I had money on you. Well, let me tell you, I don't think you should. I don't think you're going to have to pay it out yet, because I am going to ask him a question. That was a pretty good Walter Cronkite. And that's the way it is. I'm going to ask you a question that only a Morgan Freeman would really know. Of. Okay. That would be, what was one of my roles on the show Electric Company? I was speed reader. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Damn it. He let's got see, me let's again. see how good you are, Rook. All right. Now sing the school song. <laughs> what are you in the bathroom smoking crack, Sonny? Now sing it. the school song. Come on, Sonny. That was from they some someone to call me Crazy Joe. But now they can call me Batman. Now they call me the Batman. <laughs> I guess I only have one tone. I need to go back to school. I've been schooled once again by Frank Kelly and Dawn. You're doing Mr. a great Morgan. voice. It's just not Morgan Freeman. I don't Freeman. know who you're doing now. Who is it? I don't know. It's We've good. been buying Morgan Freeman all these years, and he's telling you it's not Morgan there's Freeman. There's something, but that, there's somebody that that's somebody. I know that's a terrible thing to hear, but you <laughs> nailed somebody else. That is constructive criticism, and I think I, I, think I know who it is. He was starting Come to go on, W on. It's me. It's the body. Yeah, I it and I knew you were trying to find, you were trying to lure me out, Caliendo. You know, I don't even know what your deal is, but I'm here. That is so good. It makes uh, you me know, finally I hear, I get a C plus from Caliendo. No, that, that one, that one, Sonny, that's an A plus plus. I guess I'm gonna stick with that. I'll tell you what, also, Mr. Ventura. Yeah. Do what now? I hear a conspiracy. Yeah. You know, do you ever watch true TV? I'm on TV now. I'm off the grid. I'm I'm off the grid, but I'm on true TV. If you ever have like a... Uh, uh, impressionist conspiracy, <laughs> like uh, someone's doing the wrong Morgan Freeman, and he gets shot. <laughs> Not only is he off the grid, he's also off his rocker. Right. Yeah, you know, I don't have a rocker, I got a porch swing. <laughs> the greatest part about this is that it doesn't matter how crazy you make your impression of Jesse Ventura, it's never going to be as crazy as the real guy. <laughs> I, see, there's something. There's something yeah. I can't do. I can't do it. I don't. I don't. I can't do. Oh, there's certain ones. I all right. Oh, Rook got oh, him with Jesse. Awesome. He did. I yeah. forgot how great yeah. that segment was. Oh God, help me. <laughs> uh, Kenny, you were talking about uh, the spread of COVID in apartment buildings. You were concerned about the uh, what? The air Recycled supplies. Recycled air. Yeah. Furnaces, uh, etc. Ducks. Uh, yeah. Bob writes, I've been in the heating and air conditioning business for 42 years. There isn't an apartment building in the country with a single heating and cooling system ah. with one with one supply trunk serving every apartment with one return oh. trunk also bringing air back from all the apartments. For one thing, that would be against fire code. An apartment can have one central boiler with each part with each apartment having its own zones. But if there is an airflow system, furnace and AC, every unit must have its own system. So if there is a fire, hmm. there isn't a path for the blowers to push fire oh. through the ductwork. Please, sure. coins for the bu- scan bucket. Good luck, Bob. Oh. Oh, oh, right, Bob. Like, we're all supposed to know that. Give me a break. <laughs> I'm not going to throw a coin in for you. I'm not going to throw a coin in for you. No, up until the insult, I was fascinated and impressed, and I'd like to spend time with them. But it's going to be a dink about it. Jeez. I'm going to throw them in because it's finally not me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Touche, Reavers. <laughs> Where's this rain that was supposed to afflict us? It was raining. I got rained on when I drove in. Uh Hey, that Blue Jay succeeded in removing the string no! from the tree, and he's gone. He made off with the loot? He made off with the loot. I'm going to tell that kid what happened. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm sure the kid's going to believe you, too. Oh, sure. Sure, Pop. I guarantee the Blue Jay took off with the string. So if she sees a Blue Jay flying around with a string hanging out of its butt, she knows what happened. That's her string. (laughs) It's official. Ladies and gentlemen, residents of Gumption County, it's official. The Minnesota Supreme Court ruled that the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources had the authority to change the name of Lake Calhoun to its original Dakota name, Bidet Makaska. The Minnesota Supreme Court agreed to take up the case last year after the State Court of Appeals ruled last April that the DNR overstepped its authority. Because the name had been Lake Calhoun for more than 40 years, the appeals court said, authority to change it rested with the legislature under statutes statutes governing lake and other place names. The DNR disagreed with that interpretation of the statutes and said it had the authority to change the name. Hennepin County asked the DNR to change the name of Lake Calhoun because it was named for pro-slavery former President John C. Calhoun, but some nearby property owners named the, uh, challenged the name uh, change. The lake's name will remain, but they make a scot. And again, uh, where am I getting this? A Fox 9 printout from their uh, television site. And they, they haven't committed a cardinal sin here because uh, they're only reprinting what the news releases say. But the name was not named Calhoun because Calhoun had slaves. That wasn't the reason it was named Calhoun. But that's what the virtuous have managed to signal this, that our forebears were so vile that they named a lake in honor of a slaveholder. No, they named a lake in honor of their superior who sent them out here to do some mapping and and, uh, measuring and, and what have you. It had nothing to do with him owning slaves. Nothing. But we've been through this many times. We've been through this many times, many times, and it won't end. It's going to continue, although although activities of this nature have halted during the COVID because uh, the uh, the busybodies are hiding in place and have not come out to undo the <laughs> names of other places. <laughs> that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Well, good enough. <laughs> yeah, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Say, if you want to, uh, you want to shop safely for a new automobile, then yes. you have to check out Schmel's Countryside, Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood. Schmel's is on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61, and they've taken the additional stay-at-home. Uh, requirements uh, under consideration. They've changed their hours of operation. They're only open Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. But here's the best part, on-site sales appointment only. So you go to one of the three great websites, do your homework, pick out what you want to test drive, call and make an appointment, bing, bang, boom. When you, when you check out the Volkswagens, will you keep this in mind? Zero percent interest for seventy-two months. That's amazing. On all twenty nineteen and twenty twenty VWs in stock with deferred payments of one hundred and twenty days. This includes the all new twenty twenty Atlas Cross Sport SUV, which is in stock. A fabulous automobile. Zero percent for seventy-two months on all new twenty nineteen and twenty twenty VWs with deferred payment of a hundred and twenty days. So here's what you do. You go to the websites, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, Schmelzalfaromeo.com, 
Do your homework. Pick what you're most interested in. Call 651-243-4316 and make your appointment. 651-243-4316 and make your appointment. You won't be disappointed in the price. You won't be disappointed in the reliability. You won't be disappointed in the gas mileage. You won't be disappointed in the service. And you won't be disappointed in the dealership. Multi-generational dealership. Probably the oldest Volkswagen dealer in the state of Minnesota. Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood. Here's a man with perfect health, Joe Souchere. Hey, uh, GLers, I know you're pumped that golf is back and open for business, and we would love it if you booked a tee time with our new partner at Siren National Golf Club in Siren, Wisconsin. They are, of course, following all of the safety protocols to ensure your safety, and uh, they are only about an hour and a half from the Twin Cities. Our friends Jeff and Sarah are the owners and are true diehard GLers. They actually have a full staff of listeners up there in Siren, and they love the show. It's a beautiful 19-hole championship course. Yes, they have an extra hole. You really have to see the beauty of this course for yourself. Is the, is the clubhouse open, I wonder? Probably oh, that, not. I should, Probably not. Maybe I'll, I'll email Jeff find and out. Sarah. Yeah, I will find out, out for you. Yeah. Uh, check out a hole-by-hole video tour at their website right now, Siren national.com i will also provide a link to the gl facebook page they have mature pine and hardwood forests that line bent grass fairways and greens a lot of great natural features like woods water and rock and there are no houses on the course you are in the north woods it's perfect for both veteran and beginner golfers and it's also very affordable jeff and sarah have price rounds very fair and they want people to have fun without breaking the bank book your tea time now at sirennational.com we would love it if you could support our fellow glers and play siren national i'll be getting up there i'm gonna make a tea time I wonder, will they let me bring my uh, plastic bag of golf yes. balls? Yes, they would. Okay, I'll come with Chris. you. It'll be fun. <laughs> Chris, who is that bumper music? I'd never heard that before. I'm very impressed uh, and happy. Digby and Jones. I can't remember if that was a listener that submitted that one because we got a lot. We have a lot of musicians that listen to the show. Um, so I, I forgive me if that was a, a listener submit, submitted one or if it was a, uh, a one submitted by a listener. But yeah, I like. Well, I thank, I, thank I've forgotten that one. You'll recall you. that you'll recall that the Pentagon. The Pentagon, not some talk show host. The Pentagon released reports of the encounter that Navy pilots had with unexplained objects on the West Coast yeah. off San Diego. Mm-hmm. My new theory is the government saying, let's release some more of that stuff. Let's get these people's, let's get these people's minds off the COVID. Uh, now, the Navy has released reports of all the strange encounters on the East Coast. The, uh, the reports are the first official documentation of various recent incidents with unidentified aircraft in restricted airspace along the East Coast. And here's all the reports issued nearly one year ago, Navy fighter pilot testimony about a seemingly bizarre rash of encounters with unidentified craft flying in restricted airspace hit the news cycles with a bang. In the month that have followed, limited additional details about those encounters have come to light. Meanwhile, the war zone... What's that? The hell was sorry, that? A was, vacuum cleaner? I was watching an F one video from nineteen fifty. I'm sorry. <laughs> Carry on, Such. Meanwhile, the war zone has been slowly assembling the building blocks of a case that may explain them. What we were still missing was any official Navy documentation that alludes to them. Now that is now 
that has changed, and you may be surprised as to what these newly obtained documents actually say and when the incidents they describe occurred or didn't occur, for that matter. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, there's an outfit called the War Zone. It's uh, obtained geez. eight hazard reports, all of which are marked unclassified. And they got them under the Freedom Information Act. And, uh, yeah, it's all little green men and the whole deal. But I think our government no longer <laughs> wishes to hide this from us. I think they're saying, are we, release more, release more, release more. Are, you, are we ready for this? Maybe now is the right <clears throat> time to do it. Well, you claim everything's caused by aliens anyway. 100%. 100%. No, you're, isn't your, I thought your theory was they got better things to do. They're not even going to worry about us. We're just yeah, like a, that too. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, 100%. plus they don't, they don't want to get the COVID. Oh, yeah. They don't right. want to get the COVID. Right. So they're keeping their distance. Wait a minute. What if they have the vaccine? Yeah. What if they caused it? Dang oh, it. I overmodulated there. Sorry. That's okay. These are interesting. These are the real Navy reports. And uh, obviously, on both the coasts, the pilots are encountering stuff that they can't explain. They're seeing stuff move in a way that the human mind cannot make an object move. You so, think I'm ever paying a making a mortgage payment again if this turns out to be true i'm done <laughs> but i think Seriously. i think there's a, i think at the highest levels of the government they're they're having these uh uh breakfasts and saying what can we do today to take people's mind off the covid send out some more of these navy reports more aliens send out more stuff to get people thinking we're under attack by the martians just keep sending them out so here they are and it's just fantastic Event Hazard Flight HF was scheduled a BFM event in a W-2 tax South Exclusive Use Air Force space. Whoa. I'm not going to read it. I'm Are not going to read it Was all. it you that liked that really weird cartoon Martian movie? Because you liked Me. the way that they talked? I have no idea what you're talking about. The ones about. that went... Burp, burp, burp. I thought that was you that liked that Martian movie. <clears throat> Continue uh, to be so unaware familiar. of what you're talking about. Darn it, what was it called? Burp, 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 burp. Yeah, I thought it, I know it was you. What makes us think these people talk? Well, yeah, they, they don't have to speak because they can just uh, telepathically get right into our brain. What something. source of power is it that's allowing these craft that are unexplained to make the maneuvers they are capable of making? Uh, that there is uh, your uh, nuclear power, uh, Joe. Oh, yeah. uh, okay, let me uh, tell you how that there works. Uh, we uh, put one Could thing be the over here and... One thing over there, and they crash together, and boom, you've got a little mini explosion, and uh, away we go. Yeah, my favorite Martian. My favorite Martian? Wasn't that an old television show? No, it was a remake of a movie. This was from 2000. I, I know for a fact it was you. Well, it probably had we don't to do with the, we kids don't need, the kids you used to have. We don't need to, to dwell on it. I'm just amused that for our whole life, our whole lives, uh, there's no such thing as UFOs. It's all classified. That's not to be released. Uh, the, uh, the American public is not capable of uh, handling this kind of information. They can't shove, They can't grind this stuff out fast enough now. They <laughs> can't it shove it in front throats. of you as fast as they can. Come on, there's more. Read some more. Read some more. Here, read we've, this, dummies. <laughs> we've done both coasts. Next week, it's Canada. The week after that, it's a southern border. We're going to read every They're bit all of it. over. They're, They're all everywhere. over. Run for your lives. We're in Safe danger. Room. Safe room. We're in danger. Uh, Get to your... 1999, my favorite Martian, directed by Donald Petrie with Christopher oh Lloyd, Jeff God. Daniels, and Elizabeth Hurley. You will not let this go. <laughs> yeah, you're really, you're really rain-manning something that's uh, not necessary for you to rain-man because I still have no bleeping idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah. Reavers, he doesn't remember what he talked about yesterday. That's Come good, on. That's a good point. No, I keep files. I got it. I got I files. Can, I can could, I could find it. <laughs> I write it all down. That's how I know. I refer to my files, and I go back to yesterday, definitely. and I can see, the, can see everything I talked about all day long. Where you go, uh, you go to Pod MN and just you know listen to any episode you want. Boom. Really. It's right there. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I, really? I learned something. I learned something interesting over the weekend, Such, and I didn't realize this. And I, I wonder if this is the case case with Spencer. If you're a meat cutter, if you've got a joint like Grundhoffers, and we should call Spence and find out. I was told that every meat joint in the country has a USDA inspector sitting in there watching everything that happens. Have you ever heard that? No. That doesn't yeah. seem plausible. I'm sure they are routinely visited by the uh, by uh, authorities, but mean that would have to mean there's uh, you know twenty five thousand of these guys living in a Motel Six, and they show up at Spencer's every day. Or oh, is Spencer live- is Spencer certified, Kenny? Of you course, know, he I is. don't know. No, by, by, the, by what's oh, Kenny's Oh, Spencer title. might be his own FDA yeah, guy. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, we've got to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's very curious to me. Well, it's the best meat in town. It's the safest meat in town. And uh, we're talking about Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on Highway 61 in Hugo, right at the north end of town. In fact, as your uh, local supermarkets and grocery stores continue to uh, have a decreased inventory of meat, Spencer wants you to know that he's taking care of everything with the steaks, the burgers, the patties, the brats, the ham, the bacon, the salmon, the jerky. And if you're lucky and Reavers doesn't take one of his four-hour drive homes that causes him to swing by Grunhoffers, you might even be able to pick up a an oven-ready frozen meatloaf, which are just absolutely fantastic. Oh, I love their meatloaf. It's just been a wonderful discovery and a wonderful partnership between Garage Logic and Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats. It's a... Uh, You know what it is? It's just a luxury. It's just a luxury to be able to take home something that unique, something that that made and not wrapped up like you've got here in a truck from a store from five states away. This is the real fresh deal. And it's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. You can't miss it. It's right on Highway 61, right at the north edge of what, what 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 we would call downtown Hugo. That's right, brah. Mm-hmm. And then you know what you do? Hmm. Get to Mike or call up Frat and say, hey. Get a grill. Get a new grill. I got all this meat and I need a new grill. And Frat and the crew at Fratelloni's Ace Harbor, they're going to deliver it to your house. They're going to They'll bring it, it to you? They They'll will bring, bring it, to it you? right to you. It's touchless delivery and they will also take away your old grill to be recycled. They have all lines of Weber, Big Green Egg, and so much more. But get to a Fratelloni's today. I actually am due probably for an upgrade on my grill. I'm going to completely take advantage of this right now because that is such a good deal. I think I might too, and I feel embarrassed to say that. Hey, why are you getting rid of it, Joe? Well, yeah. I haven't cleaned it enough. I think I think that those things really need attention after every use. Yeah, they do. And how about, and I, how, about uh, how about after a, a family of raccoons moves in? Right. You gotta you gotta, you gotta attend to them then. And Joe. we're we're going on thirteen years on this baby. Oh, it's time. Thirteen years. Yeah, it's, it's a time. beauty. It's a real high tester. It's uh, was a gift uh, to us. It's, Kenny, uh, it's fantastic because Mike's a daily listener. Imagine yeah. the staff at Frats they're gonna volunteer to go get Such's raccoon infested old grill. Oh, I wanna do it, Mike. I'll do it for free. This will be they like better the suit day. up. 
This will be like the day that Such walk woke up and he had roofers on his house. Yeah, that yeah. he didn't order. No. <laughs> hey, listen to this. I looked it up while you were uh, talking about Gruns. The Federal Meat Inspection Act requires that all meat sold commercially must be inspected and passed to ensure that it's safe, wholesome, and properly labeled. The USDA Food Safety and Inspection Service is responsible for providing this inspection. You think they had that at the wet markets in Wuhan? I doubt it. No, I think they had a government authority saying, don't eat that bad rat. Oh. Think so. <laughs> Jeez. Somebody ate a bat, and here we are. Do you do you yeah. grill a rat? Like how do you how do you prepare that thing? What do you do? I think I'm, you smoke not, it. I think I'm you, not I think that's an all that's an all day thing. You put her in the smoker. Got it. Yeah. Well, I suppose if you got desperate enough, you might have to. Yeah. You know, tomorrow's the impossible task. What's yep. that? Positive Thursday. Brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Glass. Tough that's going into Positive have- Thursday off a show where we have announced we know less today about COVID than we did two months ago. And obviously with the governor speaking tonight at 6, mm-hmm. that might be a really, really tall task. Yeah. Mike Mike Schoonover will bring the positive. He always does. All right. GarageLogic.com, that is your home for all of your past GL podcasts. And also, check out the link of all of the faithful sponsors of the GarageLogic podcast. We have them all listed, and we thank each and every single one of them for their continued support. We'll see you tomorrow for Positive Thursday.